Welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool, brought to you by Apologia Educational Ministries. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. We want to affirm and encourage you in the decision to homeschool, challenge and inspire you to take it to new heights, and celebrate everything you get to experience along the way in this adventure of a lifetime. We are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen, and today's show is titled, Lord of the Rings and Other Movie Marathons. <laughs> okay, Rachel, let's yeah. talk homeschool. Yeah, this this was a really fun thing that we did with our kids. Um, I think we also did Star Wars. Trying to think what we else did we did. several movie marathons. Yeah, and so one of the things that we tried to do when the kids were younger, when that junior high and high school thing, is we tried to be the place where kids hung out, where their friends would come and hang out. So we hosted lots of parties in our basement and on our driveway and in our yard. And I think that's really kind of a cool thing to do so you know the kids that your kids are hanging out with. And so you can sort of be the go-to place and... One of the things I tried to do was just throw the doors open and tell the kids that they could come. So I think we usually did this on. So, yeah, I think we generally did it on New Year's Eve and meaning uh, our kids would send out the invitations, uh, invite people and tell them that they need to be at our house at a really a surprisingly early hour on the New Year's Eve day, December 31st. Uh, typically like five or six in the morning because we're gonna they were gonna start the movie and then an hour and a half into the first one that we were gonna take a break and you were going to provide breakfast for this huge batch of people. Yeah, so this was pretty cool. So the kids would send out the invitation like you're saying and we were in char- we were hostessing, right? So and then we're gonna watch it in the basement on our TV and we're not big we don't have a TV on on every floor. In fact, our main floor of our house, we don't have a TV at all. So we wanted TV to be intentional. And we've talked about that on another podcast. So we do have a TV like location in the basement. And so that's where the movies were going to be watched. All the kids would come and I was in charge of like feeding the horde (laughs) of all of these kids that would come. And so, yeah, they would break and we would do pancakes and lots of pancakes and sausage and bacon and it was glorious because here's all the kids. Hey, Miss Carmen, thanks. This was awesome. Hey, Mr. Carmen, and and it was it was my pleasure, truly, truly my pleasure to have all of the kids come up and down the stairs and go down and watch the movie, and then we would go up and down and check in and right. And, and there'd typically be about a ninety minute section. So if there were three movies, for instance, if we did Lord of the Rings, which was one of the favorites you know, roughly three hours per movie times three movies. Yeah. They would usually run about 90 minutes at a time, and then we'd take a breakfast break, then 90 minutes, and they'd take just a stretch break or a game break outside where they might shoot some hoops or play some ping pong or do something like that. And then they'd do another 90 minutes, break for lunch. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the rhythm. But imagine you start at 6 in the morning, um, nine hours worth of movies, Takes you to the afternoon, but there was probably about three hours worth of breaks combined and everything. So it, it lasted for 12 hours from six in the morning till six or seven at night. Yeah. And it's funny too, because the friendships that were forged and the stories that were told beyond the movie, <laughs> they learned a lot about just movie watching etiquette because there's there's such a thing as movie watching etiquette. I mean, you need to know that you don't sit there and ask a ton of questions or talk or be on your phone. And so watching them navigate all of those things with their peers and 
talk about them with their peers, like turn that off or turn that down or leave if you're going to have to do that. And that was great. But it was always fun every time they had a break to sort of check in how you doing and what was your favorite part or they would talk about scenes that they hadn't noticed before or a line they hadn't heard before and just them forging those friendships and enjoying those movies and the story and I'm just going to say just for a second here this is a lot less about what movie it was and it was a lot more about creating a context where our kids could have all of their friends and hosting that and engaging with our kids in that. And I happen to think, and maybe this is a discussion for another day, but I think that movies are the new evangelical brochure, right? I mean, this is how everybody's getting their worldview out there and advocating for what they believe. And I do happen to believe that our kids need to be able to talk about movies. And I'm obviously not advocating that we see every movie, but I do think it's worth being able to assess a movie and its worldview and its value and even cinematography and directing and acting and costumes, all of that. I think that there's value and I think that it gives us a voice at the table in conversations. And so as parents, we can superintend those conversations and help our children see. There's, there was a study done, and I wish I knew who to reference on this, on the, the different things that happen to our brains when we engage with different forms of media. And so this may have been in Neil Postman's book. I'm not sure. But so when you're listening to something, so in the old days when it was radio, radio requires a different level of brain engagement and because you're having to imagine, think of the old days in radio when Abbott and Costello, you were having to imagine what they were talking about. Yes, you were hearing it. Yes, it was a dramatization, but your brain was still engaged because you didn't have the visual component. But they've, been, they've done studies since then. Now with the onset of screens everywhere, our brains actually shift into this neutral position into this neutral position where it's actually quite dangerous because our brains are not actively considering what's coming in. It's just coming in. And that's dangerous. And so I think one of the things that we can teach our children when it comes to any kind of engagement with screens, whether it's social media or Google or YouTube or a movie, is to keep their brains active and not just to sit there and take in whatever it says or whatever it's telling us, but to actually dare to go, now, wait just a minute. I don't think that's accurate or that's not true because just because it's on the silver screen, just like just because it's on the printed page doesn't make it truth. And so we have an opportunity to help our children engage as they're watching these movies and ask the questions and consider, you know, what are they saying? What's the underlying message here? What are they getting at? And is that true? And what is, what can we say to that? How can we respond to that? And all of those conversations. And I enjoy having those conversations with our kids. And so those were the good days when we did that. So I think it was pancakes for breakfast and some sort of a a sub sandwich at lunchtime. And then, Dinner, I think, was always like a taco bowl or right, some kind like of Mexican fiesta yeah. sorts. Yeah, and it again, I would just commend you if you're listening to this and 
I, I think many of us are very concerned about the influence of peers on our children and how do we curate, and I mean that in the best possible way, how do we help our children choose good friends? How do we nurture and cultivate circumstances and situations wherein they are around other really good kids that whose parents are focused on God, whose parents are raising their children in the fear and the admonition of God so that our kids can grow, so that they can be iron shoppers iron. And I think this is one way to do that. Well, it is. And uh, I would encourage you as parents, if you decide to do something like this and have a family get together with teens coming over or families coming over, that during these breaks, that's a critical time for you to engage and be in the group, right. to play ping pong with them, to shoot hoops with them, to have meals with them, right. to just have conversations and shoot the breeze, right. because that's where your influence as an adult can really come into play to either forming some of those relationships, having some really deep conversations, asking some good questions to get them to think and imagine and engage, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so don't just you know, be the cook upstairs and that's it. Be engaged uh, during the breaks. And you know, like you say, you don't want to be interrupting during the movie time. Yeah. But they're going to be there for a long time and they're going to have a feeling at the end of the day that, wow, that was a I really want to do that next year, yeah. which was typically what happened. They started talking about, okay, we're going to watch Narnia next year. We're going to do Star Wars, and if so, which three or six movies are we going to watch? Yeah. Um, there's been all kinds of talks of other movies like that yeah. that would be worthy of bringing people over and doing a marathon. But And again, the, watching the movie isn't the point, right? I mean, it's hosting. It's um, getting to know the kids that your kids are involved in and interested in and it's opening your home it's practicing hospitality it's a lot of different things above and beyond the movie i mean it could even be a game day i don't know that we ever actually did that we primarily hosted parties and not that i would have been allergic to doing game nights i mean that would have been a blast it's just not what we did and i just think it's important for your kids to know that their friends are welcome at your house. Right. So one of the things, I, one story I wanted to tell about uh, one of the times that we did a Lord of the Rings movie marathon in particular was we had some, we're in uh, the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and we had some friends that lived near Columbia, South Carolina, about an hour and a half away. And we had arranged, since it was the holidays, that for them to come to our house for um, a visit on New Year's Eve. And they said, oh, that'd be great because we have some other uh, friends in the Charlotte area. So we're going to spend December 30th at their house. Then we'll come over to your house you know, in the afternoon um, of the 31st and head home that evening to be with our family for you know, the evening of bringing in the new year. So we said, hey, that sounds great. Worked out. Neat schedule. And we told them, say, hey, just so you're aware... There's going to be this big crowd of teens coming to our house when you're visiting with us, but they'll all be in the basement watching uh, the movie because we do this Lord of the Rings movie marathon, yeah. just kind of an FYI. And they said, oh, that's cool. We love that movie and we love the books. And so right. had some interesting conversations. So we go about our day. And so uh, when they show up, uh, we're beginning conversation. And about 15, 20 minutes later, some the kids and fa- or other families start showing up and one of the families that walks in is the family they stayed with. And they oh, said, yeah. what are you guys doing here? 
I said, we're here for the movie marathon and they're, what at the, at the Carmen's house, yeah. and so it was just fascinating that to them, to our guests uh-huh. from South Carolina, that oh, we actually spent the night with one of the families that's coming to your house today. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, and again, I think, I mean, I alluded to this a minute ago. We wanted our house to be a place that our kids knew they their friends were welcome, and it's it's kind of related. It's not a Lord of the Rings movie example, but an example of our kids getting that. I think you remember the story when one of our kids was in choir one time and uh, the choir organization that our kids were able to be a part of had parties two or three times a year. And the leader, the choir leader was saying, okay, we're going to get ready for our fall choir party. And just so you know, we're looking for somebody to host and we don't know who that's going to be. And so until we know who it's going to host it, we don't know what the date's going to be. And our child raised their hand and said, my mom will host it. And the choir director was really taken back. Cause she was like, uh, I really appreciate your enthusiasm, but I think you need to go home and talk to your mom. And they were like, yeah, no, I know my mom. It's, it'll be great. My, my mother, mom's already said many times. That's right. We do this all the time. We, we hosted the other choir. We've had this event at our house. It'll be great. My mom will be fine with that. And she was like, no, seriously, I'll contact your mom. You know, it'll be okay. And it was just funny to me because I ran into her in the hall that same day. And she said, I just want to give you a heads up. No pressure at all. Your child volunteered your home for our choir party. You don't have to do this. It's not. And I said, no, that'll be great. Just let me know when you want to do it. And she goes like, seriously, nobody. Now listen to this. Nobody wants to have a bunch of junior high kids at their house. I I think it's valuable for us to let that sit on us because that ought not be true. That's right. And so I was like, no, seriously, I am happy. We can do a bonfire. We can do whatever you want to do. Just let me know what date you're looking at. And she was just stunned. And I just want to say that that should not be stunning. It ought to be something that we do. And it, it made our child so proud that they were correct, that our house really was open. Um, not everybody knows how to deal with that because it seems really odd to them, but our house is really open. It's not our house and we're grateful for anybody who wants to come. And we were really grateful for all of those years hosting all of those parties and all of those movie marathons that I think is really what it's all about. And even now I think it's really pretty awesome because, um, we've got a couple married and they have gatherings all the time. And I have to think at you know, I'm not going to take full credit, right? That's not the point. I think being willing to host and have people in your home is something that you learn from where you're raised. And I'm really grateful because I think that that is a gift that we can pass on to our kids. Right. And and even though we've titled this you know, New Year's Eve movie marathons, it's really more about the gathering. Like I say, it's not about the fact that we happen to do some movie marathons because there were other times that we did bonfire gatherings. Right. Other times where we did uh, j- just you know, bring the food and have the potluck at our house and we'll play um, cornhole, badminton, ping pong, basketball, just kinds of other games in the yard. We did a welcome summer party one year. Do you remember we that? We did, yeah. yeah. One year, one of our kids was like, it's going to be summer. We need to have a party because it's going to be summer. And so... They just invited a bunch of their friends. I remember one girl made this beautiful cake that just, she wanted to decorate a cake. And so she took this opportunity to decorate a cake and she put all these flowers on it. And I think it said, welcome summer or something like that. 
And all the kids just enjoyed being together. So again, it doesn't have to be something out of a Pinterest book, you know, or page. It doesn't have to all be perfect. I think hospitality is more about throwing the doors open and welcoming people than it is about all the forks and napkins being straight. And especially, I think that's true with your kids. Well, and right. And we're, we're doing this show right now in December because the Christmas holiday and the New Year holiday provides some good opportunity to maybe have some extra time off or kids at home, uh, people taking vacations where you can create some traditions, mm-hmm. uh, whether naturally or intentionally. Um, you can have some discussions with your teenage kids to say, Hey, we're willing to you know host something. What would you kids like to to do with your friends from this organization or this group? Yeah, and you can make it a family affair, a family planning activity. But the whole idea is to make your home a place where people are welcome, right. where you gather, where you do healthy things, and where you create some nice memories and traditions. And laugh. You know, life is hard, and I got to tell you, I think. I'm so grateful for all of the years of laughter and smile and celebration. Not to say that that's all it's ever going to be. It's You need those times. You need those times when things get hard and when things break and issues show up. You need to be able to have those times of laughter to reflect back on and hold on to as you come out of the fog, because that's what happens in life. Things get hard. And so enjoy this time with your kids. Throw the doors open and put some disposable plates out and enjoy your kids and their friends. Well, it's time to bring this conversation to a close. Thank you all for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time. And this is Let's Talk Homeschool, brought to you by Apologia Educational Ministries. And we've been your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.